Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, depending on where you're in the world today. You know, I'm very excited to bring on today one of the most iconic comedians of today. And I spoke to a few people about him being on the show, and it was asked, why would you have this guy on high wall clean? Now, he does smoke weed, but I do believe that he is clean in his own way. You know, he never had a problem with meth or never had a problem with heroin or any of those drugs, which tear most people's lives apart. Now, I'm not the person who tells people not to use drugs. High Wall Clean is a show of hope. It's a show of success and excitement through people's stories. Harm reduction isn't something that I'm opposed to. But for, for me, you know, clean and sober off of all mood or mind-altering chemicals is the only solution that works for me. Marijuana works for some. And how do you tell an 83-year-old guy to stop smoking weed? You know, many of us grow up watching Cheech and Chong, and I, I think that you're going to find that he has a unique, a brilliant mind, far from his character, man, in Up in Smoke. Now, stay tuned for a loving, caring, and a gentle individual that genuinely wants to help people. You know, he has a humility about him that isn't seen in many who are in the entertainment industry and as successful and famous as Tommy Chong. Stay tuned. We will be right back. I am high. This is Eric McCoy. And this is the show of highness, high wall clean. You know, laughter. And for those that have watched our shows way back when I first started, may have seen the episode, Let's Get High, which I go into an absolutely insane laughing episode to show how contagious laughter is and how good it actually feels. Laughter is my greatest highness of today. And I used to think of getting high as requiring a drug to do this, but after getting clean, something dawned on me. And what we called our drugs of abuse kind of became funny to me. You know, even though meth was my drug of choice, I used and I abused everything imaginable. Now, meth, as we refer to, you know, it basically is the same thing that comes out of my ass. Hey, man, <laughs> dude, I'm going to score some shit. We don't even use highness with meth because I'm tweaking balls. <laughs> what about heroin? Hey, man, I wanted to know if I could smoke your junk. 
you have cocaine that you call nose candy with your heroin for a speedball, and you tell your dealer if, hey man, if I could put your blow in your junk. <laughs> the marijuana, and, and again, I'm sorry to say that. What was I saying? You know, one of my favorite drugs, and I will say this real quick, was LSD, but even that has a strange name as simple as acid. Although I will say Trump would have been and probably would have agreed to take acid to clean ourselves of COVID. He would have been proud, right? As we can confirm that we cleaned our insides to rid ourselves of COVID with acid. But he, of course, he referred to as bleach. <laughs> and of course, I can go on. But I do want to introduce my guest and my other show that he was on, Walk a Mile in My Shoes. I mentioned that he needs no introduction and, and not being stupid like everyone who says that. I'm not actually going to give one. <laughs> and, and so, so I have Tommy Chong here and Tommy, you know, I wanted to know how ex exciting your career has been in working with Cheech and up in smoke, numerous other movies, you know, working on that 70s show, uh, getting into music, stand-up comedy, and of course, reuniting with Cheech for your live shows. And again, I apologize for not giving any introduction since no people know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, how you doing, man? Spoken like a true meth head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's uh, meth was definitely a stupid I'm, thing. <laughs> I, I met I met a guy in in, in prison, and he he, he amazed he, he always it was fascinating because he, he had a little hitch in his get along when he walked. The, the, when he walked the track, mm. he had this little, little, little hitch, you know. And and I finally asked him. I says, "What's what's with that little walk you do?" And he says, uh, "Well, I broke my back." I said, "Oh, how'd you do that?" I thought he was going to say some sport or something. <laughs> he said he was high on meth, and he was a floor cleaner. He, he cleaned floors. Well, he worked something like uh, three days straight without sleep. <laughs> and he was, he had this, this floor sander, floor cleaner, whatever. And so his back was sore, obviously, for that. Yeah. So he had his buddy crack his back. Oh, Jesus. His buddy's like 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so that that and he he broke his back wow he, he, he literally broke his back and that that's why he had that little hitch in his get along and <laughs> <laughs> no i shouldn't have laughed but when he when he when he told me that he was high on meth when that happened i i couldn't stop it i i i, I had to i had to chuckle because that's the dangers of drugs. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the typical meth guy is, you know, we, we tear shit apart just so we can put it back together. And you never can put it back together. <laughs> <laughs> I had the funniest story, right? When I was uh, my, I, and this is actually dangerous, but I was driving um, one night and I was waiting on my dealer and stuff. And, and um, I was so exhausted. I'd been up for like four days and I crashed my car three times in one night. And of course. Uh, it, it was insane. 
And the last time I crashed it, I busted my engine mount and broke my oil pan. And so I ended up getting it towed up to this place that I was staying. And, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to fix this. I get a new oil pan, (laughs) jack the thing up, you know, and I'm looking at like, shit, okay, I got all these bolts, you know, and I'm, so I'm taking (laughs) things apart, you know, I got all this stuff and I finally get it down. Right. And I put Mm -hmm. it back up and I'm putting it back and screwing it in. And I ended up having like five bolts left and extra extra parts. Right. (laughs) And, and what typical meth addicts do is we just throw them in our trunk. Yeah. And then we just, you know, and and that thing leaked oil. Oh, Oh, and and you really described a mess life. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, because you lose nuts and bolts, and, and next thing you know, you're leaking, and next thing you know, you're in jail for <laughs> for what? I don't know, cleaning floors. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's doing crazy. stupid stuff, you know. It, it's crazy. Yeah, I was in jail with meth heads and uh, and oxycotton mm. dealers, mm. druggists, druggists that got caught selling uh, opioids illegally, you yeah. know. The, the jail was full of them. And, and there were seven doctors when I was in there for various crimes. I, 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 one time I was walking across the field and I was limping. And by the time I got to my cell, I had been told by at least four different doctors what was wrong with me. And they were all right. I had gout. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so I had to go to the infirmary and, and get... And of course, what they do... In prison, they just give you drugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Anything wrong with you, they, they don't look at it or anything. Just hand you the drugs. <laughs> and so I, I took a one pill cured me, and then I had a whole mess of pills. And so the the junkie across the the the, the cell block from me, he he come up and he, uh, uh, do you mind? Can I have the rest of those uh, <laughs> those <laughs> that medicine? <laughs> that, powerful medicine that that <laughs> keeps you from getting gut or you know helps you from gut yeah and he just used it as as a high it, it's it's crazy yeah uh, what people will do to get high yeah oh it's insane i mean we have people you know drinking like the hand cleaners and and all in rehabs i mean i i work in a rehab oh and, yeah you know i do um i do teaching and then i do counseling you know with clients and stuff and sure and we used to find that all the time i mean people take hand cleaners and drink it for the alcohol yeah you know <laughs> burn well, you never, inside <laughs> you, you never know <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why when when trump started going for the for the bleach yeah. for, you know uh, <laughs> I, and and when I saw, I looked at his face. He he's serious. I know <laughs> he's a, he, because Trump was so crazy that half the time you think, is he really serious? But he was he was serious. I know. Oh oh, it's it's incredible. I'm having so much fun now uh, watching the Democrats. You know, because everybody thinks, you know, everybody thinks Biden's stupid. They think he's, uh, you know, they believe that Trump lies, you know, that he's lazy and everything else. We're right now we're the, the, the Democrats are the smartest they've ever been. I've never seen them more 
on the ball than now. And I'm the only guy in my household that I can I can say it to you because yeah. we're on the Zoom. Nobody wants to hear what I see. And what it is, the Democrats are hogging the news cycle, hogging it to death. I mean, and, and they've really got nothing to hog it with except they make it up. Joe Manchin might not vote, uh, or that other girl. They, oh, they're, they're, they're stopping everything. It just cracks me up because when I try to explain this to my wife, I says, and, and my wife is like a negative. Oh, oh they're not going to pass it. Oh, Biden's just going to fail. Oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, you know, they're going on and on and on. And when you look at the reality, they're talking about, should we pass a $3.5 trillion package or should we just settle for a $1.5 trillion <laughs> package? <laughs> I mean, we can't, I can't even comprehend a trillion dollars. It's insane. And then when you look at, look at where we are now, no war. There's not a war going on. First time in my lifetime. Yeah. Literally, I'm 83. Yeah. First time in my lifetime, we're all, oh, we're not at war with anybody. Yeah. And, and, and when it comes down to it, there really is no Cold War. They're trying to, Ginny went up with China. But forget it, yeah. you know. It's it's not going to happen. Except the war on except the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and oh, by the way, I, I, someone was going to is going to do a book about the war in Afghanistan, and and that's what they're going to call it: war on drugs. Because everybody that goes over to Afghanistan, they get introduced to every hard yeah. drug there is on the planet yeah. because that's where it grows. Well, that was like, I mean, that was like the Vietnam War and all the heroin out there. All everything, heroin, pot, uh, hash, everything yeah. you can name. And that's what was going on in Afghanistan. That's where they grow the poppies. <laughs> that, that's that's a drug capital of the, of the world. And, and, and all America did really was finance uh, the, the schooling, you know, and everything of, of, of our, our people that, you know, are on our side. Yeah. But, but when you, oh, man, America right now. And, and, and I love the problems that we have. You know, you know, one of the problems, the restaurants can't find cheap labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they think well, we can't get the help. Fuck that. It's not help. It's cheap labor. Yep. Yep. Start paying some decent wages yep. and you'll get all the cheap labor you can get. Yep. You know, I don't but, know what they, I don't know what they pay you at, at pay people at Starbucks, but I don't see Starbucks complaining. You know, nah, I think they were like 25 bucks an hour or something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's what you got to pay people. Yep. I mean, it's insane, you know, it's insane. Like we sit and we, you know, we, all the homeless and, you know, all this type of stuff. And, you know, you got people out there that, you know, work, but they can't afford a place to live. I mean, these are, some of these people are actually employed that are homeless. Yeah. Yeah. They can't afford to live. Yeah. They can't afford. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, the guy, uh, JP, the guy that has that, uh, uh, vodka, no, not vodka, tequila, you know, 
rich guy. It was the, the guy with the hair, I mm. think, a Loa thing. He was homeless mm. before he when he was starting his business. He couldn't afford a rent, and so he lived in his car, and and he joined a gym, and so he had a place, you know, parked by the by the gym, and and he lived in his car until until he started making a decent wage. Yeah, houses and housing, incredible. I I got a plan. Uh, that I, I'm uh, slowly implementing, and it, it's a, a movie. Uh, I want to do a, a movie of of everything, but uh, definitely I want to do a, a, a like a, a docudrama uh, slash comedy of uh, the immigrants coming from South mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. because oh man, that's that's right. And then I, I talk about homeless. I want to do the. What I want to do is is uh, uh, designate the homeless areas, you know, the trouble areas, as a movie set, and hire everybody on, in there as actors mm. or technicians or whatever their their uh, their thing is, <laughs> and and then just use the homeless area as a set where they come to shoot, we'll shoot like a docudrama of their situation. And they get paid. And they get paid, and but they don't live there. It's, mm. a, it's a movie set. Mm. And then when we're finished shooting, we clean it up. Because by then, all the actors have a, a, a regular place. They don't have to be homeless. Mm. No, I, I know, I know your, your thing. And you're right. There's a lot of people. They don't have to be homeless. See, back in the day, you know, when uh, they had hobos, mm-hmm. we've always had homeless, by the way. There's never yeah, yeah. been a time in our, our history we've never had homeless. We always had people camping up. You know, the yeah. Native Americans, they were homeless. They were nomads. Right. Uh, but but back in the day, uh, they call, they were called hobos, you know, and, and, and the violence was... Uh, you know that that was one thing that they 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 did. Do you remember when the MMA fighting first started? Yeah, it, it started with uh, fighting hobos, uh, having homeless really? guys fight each other <laughs> on TV. Yeah, it's that, like Fight Club, it's, like Fight Club, <laughs> like Fight Club. They would pick, they would get a couple of, and then they would film it, and and it was so so popular. It it, it morphed into the MMA. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we've always had homes. It's kind of fucked up, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's it. That's the whole point. That's the danger of of being on the street, you know, yeah. because yeah. you 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 have no protection, you know. Yeah. So you have to use your wits. Yeah. I've I've been kind of studying the homeless, uh, you know, and like uh, not not professionally yet, but uh, like I, I, my my daughter, my son, and my daughter were taking a plane somewhere, and we were we we're early. And they all wanted to get to the airport earlier or whatever. Anyway, we stopped, got a, some something from the taco truck. And then, oh, there's a park nearby. Let's go park there and eat our, our lunch. Filled with homeless. Filled with homeless tents. And they're, they're all around, kind of around the, the, the park bathroom, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a city. And, and you can see... There, there was guys that kind of ran the place, you know. Uh, you could just tell by where their tents were, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and 
And, and so they had control over it because that's what happens. You know, even with the homeless, there's always a leader and there's always guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like the shot callers in jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 So, so we're, I, I think we're living in the most exciting times ever. Yeah. I had, um, you know, I'm actually, um, so I'd written one book called pain, failure and misery are the stepping stones to success. I've actually wanted to turn my story into mo- a movie. Um, Let's do it. Because I, you know, I'd love to, because when I'm clean and sober, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. I'll do anything for you. My, my, I have integrity. I will help you when you put meth, meth in my body. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, I literally lose all my values. I will rob from you. I will steal from you. I will do everything I can. Um, the only two exceptions, I don't rape or murder, <laughs> you know, but everything else is on, is on, you know, um, on the table. It doesn't matter. And I used to say that term, you know, catch me if you can, even before that movie came out. And I used to literally live that lifestyle um, of, you know, living big motels, top of the game. Uh, but I was doing it all through check fraud, credit card fraud, you know, all of those things. And um, I was not the meth user that got paranoid. So anyways, I wrote this book and the first part of it is pain, failure, and misery. There's three parts within the book and pain, failure, and misery, which is my story. And I've had so many people say that they're like, dude, you need to make a movie out of this. You know, I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know how to do it and we'll do it. I, I love that idea. I, I love it because what, 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 see, here's what I found though in, in my studies. Uh, we are eternal beings. You know, there's, there, you know, when you do the Lord's prayer and they say at the end, they say forever and ever. Mm-hmm. They're serious. Mm-hmm. They're serious. There's no end because there was no beginning. We have always been here in spirit and in, 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 in life uh, uh, in one form or another, you see. And what we are as humans, we're evolved creatures compared to uh, animals, you know, compared sure. to ins- insects. We're, we're evolved to the point where we can, uh, we can have a choice of right and wrong. You know, we can, we, we can distinguish the difference between... Yeah, but what's what's really going on with us and you and everybody else, everybody, is that we're here to learn, mm-hmm. you see. See, the, the physical world is physical. And, and in a physical world, there's nothing but chaos and, and, uh, and, and, and physical things mm-hmm. happening, explosions. And, and when you look at the, in, in, in the, in the, the telescope and you see these beautiful stars, what you're really witnessing is this incredible violence uh, of explosions so bright that we can see hundreds, millions of miles away, uh, light, light years away. Yeah. So, and, and it's in the universe is so vast that no matter how strong a telescope you get, you can never even come close to the end because there is no end. Mm-hmm. But, the opposite to, and that's what the physical world has. We have, we are, it's a series of opposites, mm-hmm. but you know, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. You see, you can't have up without down. Yeah. You can't have right without left. 
And so uh, what, what we're experiencing now, we're in the middle of it. And we're just learning because we're, we, we don't live forever, you know. And, and what it is, I, 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 I liken it to a, a play or, or a movie. You know, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Sure. And, and that's what our lives, our human lives, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end yeah. to all, all our lives. Now, all of us are actors, and sure. we're each playing a role to learn yep. and you only learn from your mistakes <laughs> and, and so like you for instance uh, you wouldn't be who you are now if it wasn't for what you went through part of the reason i wrote the book too is that you know so many people out there they look at all these drug abusers you know these people that are suffering you know i mean truly yeah. suffering and we just and they just look at them like oh they're just a waste of space you know they're they're yeah. useless, you know, this kind of stuff. But yeah. the truth is, is that these are, you know, people that are struggling and suffering, but, but what they are on drugs is not who they really are, you know? And I mean, and that's kind of the, the separation that I like to make is the separation between somebody's behavior and the person, you know, you know, it's interesting with the, with the um, homeless situation that you're talking about. I I'm actually in the process of writing another book because the first one's published. I, I, it's out there and um, I can send you a copy if you want. I love it. Love and, it Cause I'd love to, like I said, I would love to make my story into a movie. And I think, you know, and again, with that premise too, it's like, you know, this is, this is what you look like when you're loaded and all of these create this craziness. But, you know, at some point in time through the movie, I want to be able to show that that's not who you are as a person, you know, yeah. but the, the other book I'm writing, it's interesting is, is I don't have a title yet for it. And I'm only about 30 pages into it, but it's on like perception and how we view things. Right. Yeah. Um, and the beginning kind of starts with everything looking like this guy's guilty, right. Of killing his yeah. wife, got, got the knife in his hand, blood all over him. Um, you know, the police and it's kind of a, is a black guy and it's kind of in a racial racist kind of arena. Right. Sure. And, and then, and then I, I go into one of the greatest ways to show perceptions and altered perceptions is through LSD experiences. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually tell a couple of personal stories and, and it kind of leads into where I'm walking and I'm, I'm tripping my tripping big time. And I catch wind of a guy. That, that is the is the story that I tell in the beginning, right? And I yeah. make up in my head this different story, you know, of him coming home, finding his wife dead, running um, and, and pulls the knife out, you know. And so everything that they saw, the police saw and everything, was that the reality behind the situation, you know? And, and so it's kind of in that aspect, the premise of like, we don't know their story, you know, yeah. all these homeless people, all these things out there, you know, again, so many people look at them like, oh, they're just dirt bags and stink and all this kind of stuff. But do you really know their story? We don't know what happened to them. No. You know, and there could be horrific things they went through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's the whole purpose of the physical world is, is to give you a, a, a a platform to experiment, to learn, to, mm -hmm. to, to go through these changes. Now, we've had holy books 
our all our through our whole existence telling us how we should act mm-hmm. how we should behave if if we want to say uh, to be, be clean and happy and healthy and normal and yeah. uh, and prosperous mm-hmm. uh, it, it's all there yeah. but we're, we all are not on that path. Now, the ones of us that are on that path, no, no matter what happens, we will, if we stay true to our, 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 who we are, we will uh, eventually reach the goals that we're, that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned in my, in my travels and, and in my spiritual world, because the opposite of everything is nothing mm-hmm. i've come to realize that the spiritual world really is so minute it, it doesn't exist except in our minds it, it's it's like we, what we are we are pure energy and the energy no matter what you do with it it, it will change form but it won't disappear because mm-hmm. it can't disappear you know, it can lay dormant, but, but it, it's always there. And that's that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and and we have the ability to, to be conscious about the, the spiritual world and the physical world. Now, a lot of us, in fact, most of us are totally unaware of, of the answers mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons mainly to fulfill your karma, whatever you're out there to learn, you know? And, and I call it what I, what I know, what I've been blessed with the knowledge, I call it the spoiler alert <laughs> because, because people ask me like yourself, you know, like I go on a podcast now and they'll say, you know, how, how did you attain what you got? You know, you're an actor, you're a director, you're a writer, you're, you know, a success at all this stuff. You live in a nice home in, in, in the richest area, almost in the world. Uh, what, what brought you here? What did it here? Well, it was all by accident. <laughs> it was all through faith. You mm-hmm. see, I, I was taught really early about the power of prayer and about the power of the Bible, you know, the, the power, the, 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 the knowledge that's in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so I've been able to use just a fraction of what I, what I've learned to get what I am now. Now, my job is, and this is what I, I, I accepted is to, use that knowledge to further our development as, as human beings on the planet, because we got a, uh, we got, I, I once had a conversation with, with Timothy Leary and Tim, Tim and I became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Tim is like that old Harvard professor. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, the psilocybin experiments and the <laughs> but but later later on in his life he liked to call himself a comedian you know <laughs> and we would meet on the road sometimes I put him in a movie one time you know mainly because of Cheech I find a real doctor man <laughs> you want the key <laughs> but Cheech was talking about Tim blah 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 and I said well why don't we put him in the movie so we put Tim in the movie and we became lifelong friends. Well, well, Tim was 
this Harvard professor that was kind of rocked into his intellect, mm-hmm. you know, it, that was his, his, his vehicle, his intellect. And so he could figure everything out, you know. And so he, when the experiment, especially when he experimented with acid, you know. And, and so Tim, he, he came to the conclusion that this world, this earth, done with. We got to get on a spaceship. We got to find another earth. <laughs> and so, so that was the argument I had with Tim. I said, Tim, we're on a spaceship. <laughs> this is the perfect spaceship. We're going through space right now, traveling a thousand thirty-six miles an hour, and but it's not only a spaceship, but it's a perfect spaceship because you don't need no special suit. You don't. You're not crammed in a little compartment, you know, with controls or anything, none of that crap. We're we're not only in a spaceship, but we're able to explore all these different human. Uh, you know, the experiences that humans, only humans can have. And the only thing they ask of you and and the holy people in that is to acknowledge, if you want to have a good life, acknowledge who you are and where where you, acknowledge where the power comes from, you see. And when you do that, everything, all great things will happen to you without doubt. And so, so, so with Tim, I mean, as as beautiful and as, as wise as as Tim was, he, he had limitations, and it was human limitations, you know, that that you get. I I've been lucky enough to believe uh, my early Christian upbringing to the point where then I started looking for for more wisdom because I found out the most powerful prayer is the prayer for wisdom Hmm. you can't beat that you can't beat that and when you when you get that in you uh then miracles will happen like like they're happening to me but there's a cost i'm expected now this is what i feel i'm expected to use the insights that were given to me to solve these problems Mm -hmm. that we have Solve the homeless problem. Solve the uh, the the what to do without war. You know, mm-hmm. uh, use use my ability now to promote art, mm-hmm. simple art. Art is our connection with the with the Almighty, the Most High. Mm-hmm. That's how we express ourselves. That's how He expresses Himself through us. Is through our art. No, it could be the art of comedy or writing or, or sports or whatever. Yeah, we all have talents. Yeah, and, and it's God-given talent. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the key. That's the key. It's, it's all God-given. And, and, uh, and, and we use it. And the thing is, there's no such thing as bad or wrong. <laughs> you know, there's no such thing. It, it looks like Trump, for instance... You know, he he tried he tried his best to become a dictator, but he had right. no he had no experience. <laughs> this guy, this guy, you know, he can root a wet dream, you know. <laughs> 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 but at, 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 in the beginning, I I really 
I was excited about Trump because I said to myself, what if, what if he really is a builder? What if he really does, if he does have the smarts to get where he is, is he smart enough to let other experts take care of the problems, you know? Which he wasn't. <laughs> but you were, no, not, not even close. <laughs> not, not even, yeah, all he worried about was how his, how his hair looked. <laughs> <I know. laughs> In golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, golf, I figured out golf is the world religion. Did you realize that? No. Think about it. The whole world plays golf to the same rules. There's yeah. no Chinese rules. There's no yeah. Korean rules. There's just golf rules. Yeah. And no matter who you are, see, it equalizes everybody. It could be Tiger Woods. It could be the Japanese guy that's winning now. Or it could be the white guy. It could be anybody. But they all we all play by the same rules. I'm a golfer. Yeah. Even miniature all, golf. <laughs> yeah. We all play by the same rules. We all use the same uh, regulation ball. We all use the same regulation clubs. Yeah. And and by the way, golf is the most uh, uh, polite sports mm -hmm. out there now. It, it, your honor, it, it, it's uh, when you get to uh, when you win the last hole, you get to tee off first. So mm -hmm. it, it, your honor, it, it's it's your your honor. You're uh, first. Uh, you don't heckle ever. Mm -hmm. uh, you you uh, you can't cheat. Mm -hmm. If you if you move your ball, even if you move it to the side, that's cheating, mm -hmm. and you can be deductive for it. You can be kicked out, but you can lose the match, like this one girl did, because she put her ball beside the the mark instead of in front of the mark. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and golf is so so minute in its detail. But yet, you still got to hit that ball like 400 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we, yeah. use, we, we use the our system, our world. And you can play in the rain. Mm -hmm. you, you can't play in the, in the wind or, or lightning. Hurricanes. You know, anything like hurricanes. <laughs> you see? But or tornadoes. It's, it, it's, it's followed. Yeah, it's followed by everybody. From the, the smallest to the, to the oldest. So it's our only true religion that uh, unites all of us, yep. and uh, and I'm so 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 happy to be in it. Now, what I want to do, of course, have uh, golf, uh, international golf tournaments, um, instead of uh, you know you know the. the like, like they have the, the Ryder Cup, for instance. Mm -hmm. The Ryder Cup is all Europeans against Americans. And it's a beautiful thing. If all wars could be like that, if mm -hmm. China puts her golf team against our, our team, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and, you know, to, to, okay, you won, so you get to be the leader. You get to tee, you get to tee off first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be safer wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and by the way, wars like like they uh, was it Reagan? I think it was started doing uh, space wars. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, the Star uh, Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, intelligence. You know, you don't fight. 
you you study, you learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if we were to look at at you know just objects or just the appearances of anything, especially in the animal world. You look at the animal world, the elephant looks unbeatable. But yet, what is the elephant afraid of? Tiny little bees mm-hmm. and uh, and mice. <laughs> They're scared to death. Yeah. You see? There's an equal... And, and they could just literally just step on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, 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 what, what I'm saying, and, and, and I was going to get around to this with, with, with you, uh, with your problem with, with meth, was that the reason you went through that is so now you've got a book to write and, and you're a spokesman and, and a savior for the people that are caught in this terrible disease because that's what addiction is. Yep. It's a terrible disease. Yeah, it's horrible. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and that, yeah, that's where I you know, have gotten to in life was, you know, because people even ask, they go, if you, if you knew the information you, had, you knew now, would you do things differently? And I, and I thought about it. I was like, probably not, you know, because I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be doing what I do um, if I hadn't gone through it. And I love what I do today, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I try to tell people, uh, you know, like we're in school. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and, and no matter what class you take, uh, you know, I, I was, I, I love school, but I only loved certain parts because mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I wasn't ready for that that dance for mathematics, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, algebra and I just just don't see eye to eye. You know, <laughs> ever. You know, and I still I understand chess, but I but I still it it just clogs my brain. I I can't I can't do that. On the other hand, I can do you know. It, a lot of other things, you know, sure. like pe- make people laugh, be be social, and everything else, you know. Yep. But uh, what what I what, what I want, we're only on Earth for a, a relatively short period, you know. Yeah. And and the more you help others, the more you evolve, yep. and the more you evolve, the more wonders that you discover. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 like love, for instance, like I, I really believe that the, the the spiritual world is so tiny. It it, it really it, it's a thought, and, but it's a uh, it's there's only love in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. That's the only substance mm-hmm. that that works in the spiritual world. In the physical world, there's everything. You know, <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. No, love is, you know, I was actually doing a group with my clients today and, and, uh, you know, that, and I was talking about that, you know, and, and important, you know, how important love is connection. We're social beings, yes. you know, and that's, you know, so when, when we reach out and we help somebody, you know, we put yeah. our hand out, that feels good. Yeah. That's the way I always kind of define, like, you know, like, am I in God's path or away from it? You know, well, if I do something that feels good, I've got to be moving in the right direction. And if it feels bad, <laughs> you know, I'm probably moving in the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, and well, that's, so, that, 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 that's why they say, uh, you, you always keep your mind on God. 
because the minute you take your mind off God, then it, it's like, like, what is darkness? Darkness is only the absence of light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the absent evil is the absence of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. That's all it is. Yeah. Because if God's anywhere near there, near anywhere, then there's no evil. There's no no no, no discord. There's only uh, harmony. But the minute you you leave God out of your life, either by accident or by ignorance. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is ignorance because you have to go through what you have to go through. You can't go through it knowing uh, what's going on. You know, at the end, you can only do that after you've evolved to the point where, okay, you know, like you have yourself, you mm-hmm. went through that whole thing. Are you going to, would you go through it again? Probably, you know, it, it's the same thing. We're all on a path. We're all on the, on the path. And that's why the, the, the scripture said the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. the straight and narrow is the hardest one to get on. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it seems it just seems so boring, mm-hmm. but what it is, that's the incentive for our souls to go, okay, let's go explore. Let's go make mistakes. Let, let's, yeah, let's, let's get ourselves in the worst trouble in, in the world. Then we will appreciate yep. God. We yep. need God. Then. I mean, you never know true pleasure unless you've experienced true pain. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, you were talking a, a little bit about you, you don't murder and, uh, and uh, you don't sexual assault. Uh, it, you know, that was off limits to you. Do, do you know, I figured out that, that the, the sexual urge and murder are, are linked together and gambling are linked together. And you know what it is? You know what links them together? With the, the, the drug called... Or? No, the drug called adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Adrenaline is probably the most powerful drug in our in our, our system. Yeah. In our system, and that's why that's why people do dangerous things mm-hmm. because you, you can't explain that shot of adrenaline that murderers get. You know, yeah. uh, they murder someone and that shot of adrenaline because what adrenaline is doing, it's the same. A feeling you get when you stand on the edge of a building, and your body's getting ready to, for death, because you're, you're you're so close to falling off and falling, say a few stories, and your body knows instinctively that that's going to be a lot of pain, and so to to cover up the pain, your body is filled with this adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. and so so that you won't feel that pain, mm-hmm. you know, it's too much pain to feel. Yeah. And, 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 and it's only for a, a few moments anyway, mm-hmm. but then when, when you do get pain, when you do get real pain, and that's why opioids addiction comes into it is to eliminate the pain mm-hmm. uh, that you, that you're feeling. But, the, but the truth is if, if you're spiritually aware, you don't need adrenaline. You don't need anything right. that that's for the physical body. Right. But when you're spiritually aware and you're spiritually uh, connected, then all of that, you don't need any of it. Yeah. You know, because the, the adrenaline, yeah. the adrenaline, 
plays into meth too, you know, because, yes. you know, with the meth and, and this is worth, you know, and I talk about this in my book is that, and I, and I got to a place where eventually I, I came to that realization. My drug of choice was adrenaline, you know, yeah. because, because I actually, and this why this, why this podcast is high wall clean, because, you know, again, the highness that we experience really isn't from the drug. It's our own dopamine. It's our own chemicals that we actually get high from. Yes. Yes. And, and so when I was doing the, the meth that gave me uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, all the, all the feel good, the fight or flight, you know, neurotransmitters with epinephrine, you know, being the neurotransmitter as a hormone, we call it adrenaline. And, but the addiction to the meth gave me that, but what also gave me, and I got highly addicted to was the crime. Because I used to commit probably an average of 10 residential burglaries a night with mm-hmm. people being home. I never, yeah. I, I never, I never did, you know, where anybody caught me. I mean, it was, it wasn't like home invasion where I'm tying people up, you know, No, but it was, uh, but it was an average of like 10 a night and the adrenaline behind that, you talk about the acting part. And that was kind of another joke that I sort of had with it was, you know, I used to, I used to play different roles. And so, sure. you know, I would contact stores, you know, to have things ordered. I'd go in with fake checks, you know, that didn't, you know, some of them didn't even have accurate numbers, but I, you know, I went in there and I, I dress in the suit and I'd have, I mean, sometimes I'd be so organized that I would go to like 10 stores and I'd have a different name, a different role, a different, uh, company, a different, you know, and I like played these roles, um, you know, going through this process. And, uh, but that adrenaline, I mean, in doing all that stuff was just, just as difficult to get off of as the meth itself. Oh, sure. Sure. Because it made you sharp Mm -hmm. and, and what it is, it's your body knowing that it's in danger Mm -hmm. of danger of incarceration, danger of being hurt, danger of being shot, danger of, because you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Oh yeah. And when you do that, and a lot of it too, uh, is the danger of of the spiritual uh, harm that you're doing to yourself, because mm-hmm. that that's another uh, uh, danger. Because as eternal beings, we're going to definitely be here in one form or another. But but in order to to keep evolving, you have to walk the straight and narrow. You have to be on the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. and you can't be cheating people. Because when you when you cheat mm-hmm. people, what you learn is that you're only cheating yourself. Yeah. You're only pushing your 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 advancement back. You keep pushing back. It's like pushing in in line, you know. And if you wait, by the time you get up to your turn, there's so many wonderful things waiting for you. That's mm-hmm. what I learned. See, that's what I learned. I learned that it was it was better to suffer through, find the good in 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 everything, find the find the good. Uh, because I, I grew up in the country and, and when you grow up in the country and poor, as soon as you're able to carry something, you got work, <laughs> you got mm-hmm. chores, mm-hmm. you got to carry wood, you got to carry water, you got to clean this, you got to brush that, you got to do, you got to do things that mm-hmm. help others, you know, and that's yeah. why the country living, and that's why a lot of the country boys are such good athletes. Because they're they're strong and hardy and they're used to heavy work and repetition yeah. work and everything else, you know. And 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 it, and there's such a cleansing thing with that feeling, 
Mm. That 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 is it's so, so beautiful, and so uh, you know what 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 you just said just makes me think. Yeah, you are. We are actors, mm. and that's what that's exactly what you were doing. You were acting yeah. a part. Yeah. Now you come. Now you now you, you you had an epiphany, and probably you got a spiritual shot somewhere because yeah. usually that's what happens. Absolutely. Usually, Usually you get to the point where they said, okay, are you ready? <laughs> well, that was, that was one of my, you know, in my book, I talk about one of the chapters called let's get spiritual. Yeah. And it was, I was an atheist, you know, through all of those years, probably because I didn't want to believe that, you know, I was doing the stuff and I had a God that was about to probably want to kill me, <laughs> but that's sort of what happened with me was that I, when I got into jail, eventually um, and, uh, you know, after being arrested four times in six months, looking at 15 years in prison and I got into jail and I, I had requested to see a pastor because I was thinking that, you know what, I'd been in and out of recovery for years and everybody always talks about this God thing and you need to, you know, spirituality and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. And so I met with the pastor or I, I put in a request to meet with the pastor. They didn't have a pastor, but they had a priest. And so I went down and I met with this priest and, and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, I see all these people out here that have this blind faith in something. And I said, I don't get it. You know, I said, you know, I don't know why I can't believe in God. I don't know what the deal is with this, you know, and why can't I believe in God? And he says, you know what? Maybe you're asking the wrong question. And I said, um, so what's the question, you know? And he's like, exactly. You know, and I was like, what the fuck are you saying, right? And so we kind of kept going back. And then finally, I, I got started getting irritated. And I was like, dude, I said, what am I supposed to ask? You know? And so he says, all right, let's do this. I want you to pray with me, right? And I want you to just say these words. And he says, God, I don't believe in you. This is what, this is what he was telling me. He says, God, I don't believe in you. But if you are there, help me find you. And I thought, I, I thought about it and I was like, damn, I said that I was thinking, I was like, that's good. You know? I mean, I was like, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't have thought of that because I mean, that's, that's the perfect question, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, or statement and, yeah. and so some, some things happened at that point in time yeah. that, um, you know, first you kind of question, you know, ah, it's just a coincidence. Right. You know? And, uh, but there were things that just started happening that were just kind of odd. You know, there was a pastor that got arrested, spent the yeah. whole weekend with me. I got yeah. moved from one cell to another where there was a prayer group, <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, got, I yeah. got moved into a job where I worked at the library. And so all of a sudden I could grab the books that I wanted. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, there was just like, and I got a miracle sentence. I mean, that was the amazing part. You know, yeah. I got the most amazing sentence. Yeah. And we, I remember with this prayer group, we were praying, you know, to, um, you know, give me something that I deserve. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I don't want anything that, that I don't, you know, I need consequences, but, you know, to, um, to be in line with maybe what my purpose would be in life. I went from 15 years down to three years to down to nine months and counting. There and, you go. And uh, actually, when it was 15, it got it was seven. I did have to sign on a seven year term, but they suspended it. So as long as I stayed out of trouble. So I did nine months, 
which is what you got too. <laughs> you know, nine months yeah. in, in county, um, and then six months in a residential program. When I got out, I had to do a DUI because they threw that stupid charge on me at one point, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, three years probation, seven year prison term, as long as I stayed out of trouble, which I luckily did, and uh, and that sort of mo- started moving me in the right direction. You know, it was it well, was crazy. Well, well, you well you see what happened. You see, the minute the minute you surrender your your ego mm-hmm. uh and and you let god take over yep. and that's what's happening god mm-hmm. takes over now people don't realize you know that, that god we are of god mm-hmm. you know it's like the grass growing every blade of grass is of god and if you see patches that are are, are dead and dying and that it's because lack of water lack of right. care or the dog pissed on it or something you know mm-hmm. something but all the rest of the 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 grass every blade is perfect mm-hmm. it's perfect it's in god's image mm-hmm. but you can't have perfect without imperfect mm-hmm. and that's what that's what happened with you now all everything in your life was heading toward this moment and, and that's that's my story too, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I went when I went to prison the last time, I, you know, I, I thought it was ridiculous. You know, sure. I, I, are they <laughs> going to really send me to prison for a bomb? Right. <laughs> but then, as I got closer, then I started realizing that there were so many little things that said, "There's a reason that you're going to prison." Sure. And and when I came to grips with that reason. Yeah, I had one bad half hour in prison. That was all. And that was the night I had to go to bed and uh, instead of in my nice, comfortable, king-size right. bed with my gorgeous wife, I'm in a little cot next to the cement wall. Yeah. And for, for, for a, a brief second, I started getting a little claustrophobic because I could hear the, them turning the, the lock in the, in the big door. And I'm locked in i'm in prison and i i started to <clears throat> have a little minor freak out and then i went to my, my mind went to god and i felt i felt instant relief i felt mm. the warmth that warmth feeling you know that feeling that oh, comes yeah. over you it's, it's so warm and it's so beautiful and everything and then i went to sleep i just went to sleep and i woke up i'm in jail but i was so excited after that because I had God with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had mm-hmm. that Holy Spirit with me, and not only with me, but it's still with me. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 so incredible. Well, there's a I remember this verse, and I don't remember the exact quote on the Bible, but where it talks about, you know, like the calamity or the pain or the things that you go through is is, and I'm not saying it the way it is, but sort of the interpretation is that that's how God brings you to him, you know, is through your pain and through your suffering. And, and I realized that, you know, for me, and I, I, each chapter of my book with the exception of one begins with a poem I wrote. And so, um, and, and in one, in the first poem, you know, I actually, uh, I actually make a mention that, you know, it was, it was freedom that I found when I was locked up in a jail. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah. it was, I mean, the first time that I ever felt more freedom than I'd probably felt in most of my life 
was yeah. when I was incarcerated, which showed me yeah. that freedom is an internal deal, not an external. Oh, totally, totally. And it was the first time I laughed. I hadn't laughed in years, you know, like, like laughter when you're on meth is like, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember I was getting transferred from one of the jails to another jail and me and this guy were talking and I don't remember what we were saying, but I all of a sudden just started laughing and I laughed so hard. I'm like crying. I mean, like tears are coming down, you know, and I hadn't felt that in years. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. I mean, I was like, yeah. I felt so good. That's why, you yeah. know, I felt high. <laughs> I walked clean, you know. Well, you were. You were. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, nothing higher than than to have the God's presence uh, in you and yeah. being aware of it. I mean, we always do, you yeah. know, but there's, there's a lot of times, you know, like I said, with the light, absence of darkness, you know, the darkness is the absence of light. And 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 I and I tell people now. I said, you don't have to do do any ritual, anything. All you have to do is constantly think of God. That's all. Mm-hmm. Have God on your mind and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, the power. You, what you're you're plugged into the power, the creative power. And so whatever is a computer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever you need whatever you think you need whatever answer you need yeah. like I, I i lose my phone all the time you know i'm, I'm at that age i'm a stoner i'm 83 right. uh, i i put my phone down and because my mind is so full of things i can't you know keep track of it you know the, the absent you mm-hmm. know the einstein with the glasses on his head looking for his glasses but what I do when I do lose my phone, I have fun with God. I'll say, okay, God, where's my phone? <laughs> it appears every time. It <laughs> is so yeah. freaky. Everything, everything yeah. is freaky yeah. with me now. Now, and now I got, uh, um, this, I, I got a, a very grand plan to uh, make, because I seen what I learned with the Trump, insurrection you know when he tried to do the insurrection Mm -hmm. what he was really doing was shooting a movie he had no idea that he was doing it and everybody with a phone was the cameraman yeah and and that's why we got all this footage i don't know they they said something like six months of footage some incredible amount of footage of people breaking the law (laughs) and not only breaking the law but breaking (laughs) the most serious law yeah. In America, that you could have, which is treason yeah. and insurrection. You yeah. can't have any worse law. Yeah. That I mean, they, you, they that would have used to been like execution. That's right. Photograph. They would have taken them out and shot them yeah. immediately. Yeah. They photographed themselves, yeah. and and then the guys, the the congressmen and the cops and everything else that were on their side. Now they're getting out. It 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 it's so incredible. Uh, but I, but I, then I saw, I saw, I saw the light. We are, we have the capabilities of recording ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can use professionals. This is what I want to do to edit the movies, to edit the, the thing. And then look, what, what, what are we, what, what are we looking for? Uh, are we looking for employment? Are we looking for safety? What What are the immigrants when they come from South America? Uh, you know, the thirteen hundred mile march or whatever, carrying kids. What are they running from, and what are they yeah. running to? Yeah. 
They're they're running, they're escaping insecurity and danger Mm -hmm. and death, and they're running towards security and life. That's what they're doing. What I want, I I got an idea of hiring, uh, uh, taking a farm and making it a movie set. And all the workers there are actors Mm. and they get paid for acting. And then they also get paid for doing the the labor work. I want to hire professional writers and and movie makers to write scenarios, to write bits, you know, because even uh, the the most, uh, you know, seemingly honest uh, best dramas are are written the best comedy when i was on that 70s show i didn't ad lib one line not one line in my whole career i've been ad libbing all my life and i got with the 70s show the writers were too good (laughs) i couldn't outdo them what they wrote Mm -hmm. and so and so what i want to do is 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 start start showing our problems on screen Mm-hmm. And that way we can look at them and then we can either agree or disagree or whatever, but we'll have a template. We'll have an idea of what we're, how we're supposed to act. Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, uh, greed, uh, I, I don't know how I was talking to, but the, but the greed and, and uh, it, it's, it's caused our, our, uh, our problems with uh, climate change, for instance, mm-hmm. see, it's pure greed. You know, the oil people, they want to keep shoving oil on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coal people, you know, they want to keep digging coal. I mean, can you think of any more thing more ridiculous than digging, digging into the ground, miles into the ground to pull up some stuff that you're going to burn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for heat. We don't even really we, use much anymore. <laughs> no, when we got the sun. <laughs> and the wind yeah free it's yeah. there yeah. it's there and except windmills windmills cause brain cancer <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and dead birds yeah i brought a, a play also oh, um, i want to hear it i want to it was, them all, man. it's very um it was for my clients I, I was originally thinking just like you where i was going to put together uh i was thinking like how do we keep people in treatment right and yeah. i thought about it and i was like you know what if they're a part of something and so I started, I actually was talking to them about it, write a play, just like, you know, like the concept of, you know, you need people to, to, you know, you need the actors, you need a director, you need the people to make the props, you need, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. 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 And so I was thinking we have something for everybody. And then I was thinking like, okay, what is something everybody relates to within this in problems? Well, a lot of them were from prison that were involved with uh, like P9, some of the racist prison gangs and stuff. Um, and so I did a part, a part of it's on racism, but it, uh, substance abuse, suicide, you know, some of the major things we're dealing with. And, um, and it's based on the premise of, we have like Beelzebub and benefactor, right. The kindly helper, the evil one, you know, within our thoughts. Right. And, um, and so I created these metaphorical characters as actual characters. Right. And so, um, they sort of, lead the people you know through their voices and things like that but i mean part of it's like very racist (laughs) you know um uh, in the dialogue and everything you know um and uh but the point and and i wrote it originally and i was thinking like fuck this i didn't end up doing with my clients because it was way out there you know like really fucked up (laughs) i mean it was really fucked up 
And, and I was even thinking like, man, if people come and see this, how many are going to walk out, you know, during the beginning and actually miss the point of what we're trying to do. And, and again, there's a powerful ending to the story and there's a reason for it. Um, but it was kind of based on that idea that, you know, it was in Orange County, you know, of course, Orange County, you know, they don't think racism exists anymore. You know, they think, <laughs> you know it's, it's gone and all this stuff. And so, you know, it was, it, it would have been a very in your face type thing. I, I'll see if I can find, I still have it. I never did. I'll, maybe I'll send you a copy of that too. I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. I would love you to read my, uh, my, the, my book. Um, and again, in the very beginning of my book is, um, is the pain, failure, misery, my story. Um, and it's absolutely insane. So, and I always thought like, this would be a really good movie, um, to create this into, to show again, the fact that who these people are on drugs is not who they really are, you know? And so, you know, how can we get the transition? We need to stop hating these people, you know, hate never brings solution. And so if we can start loving these people and caring about these people, and maybe, you know, I end up, I end up some of my podcasts and I, I'll say like, you know, all, all of you out there that are struggling, that are, that are, you know, I want to just say, I love you. Cause I know you don't hear that, you know? And, um, and I think that that's important, you know? So anyways, yeah. Hey man, I'm, I'm very happy you came on here. Yeah. Um, it, 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 see, everything's serendipity, everything, because the, the more I, Channel, ch- channel my, my energy toward, you know, making uh, the, the super movie company, the more people like you, you pop into my life. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's that serendipity that it's, we're all connected. We're yeah. all connected and we're all, you know, we, we all want the same thing. Yeah. And, and as far as uh, the people walking out, <clears throat> don't ever worry about that. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> like when when you know when i became a comedian you know i i started uh i i realized uh like david Chappelle. have you been following the david Chappelle saga a little bit but not too okay much, but... well what happened david uh did a special and he talks about transgender oh. uh people now his publicist or someone took it negative on purpose. I, I see it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And why? To create controversy. Absolutely. Why? To create interest. Yep. Now people, they'll have to see this, see what Chappelle is doing. Yeah. What's he what's he doing? Yeah. That, that, that definitely makes it makes it to where people become interested, you know. That's right. Yeah. That's it's right. like the it's like the uh the South Park guys that did that one play. Um yeah. I can't remember. I went and saw it. I thought it was great, but oh but, yeah, but uh that it bothered a lot of people. Oh yeah, know? and that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's what you want to do. You can you get people it. to feel then it's worth it to, to get pissed off. Yeah. To walk yeah. out. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, that, yeah. that you, you reached that point because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, when, when I was, I was in, uh, I shared a, sh- uh, a cubicle with, uh, Jordan Belford, the Wolf of wall street. And, uh, and he's a genius. I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's a, you know, he, he did all those 
bad, you know, crooked things, you know, with the mm-hmm. stock market. And he mani- manipulated them for money. And he is like definitely a criminal. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I helped him write his book. And the way I helped him was that he, he showed me, a, I was writing my book, and then he showed had to show me how what a genius he was. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a couple of pages and handed it to me. He said, what do you think of that? And I had to tell him, I said, I really insulted him. I said, you haven't written shit. He said, what? <laughs> I said, all you did was copy Tom Wolfe's Bonfires of the Vanity, which right. he did. Right. Which he did. He's got a, he's got that kind of mind. He could yeah. remember everything. Yeah. And so, so he asked me, then he got real. He says, well, what should I write? And so I told him, I said, write those stories you've been telling me every night mm. and make them the most of. And he said, what do you mean, most of? I said, when you get high, you don't just get high. Mm-hmm. You get higher than anybody ever has done in, in modern history. Because our, our, our Bible, the St. James Version, <clears throat> is a good example of the most of. Because the whole Bible is full of these stories. They're not just a little bit of things. They're huge. Yeah. You know, Jesus walking on water. Jesus uh, or Moses uh, dividing the the Red Sea, you know, that is the most of. Did it happen? I doubt it. But the writers, there's no no end to how we can write, you see. And so so what what I want to emphasize, and, and I can see it, is that what we're dealing with, we're dealing with people with incredible creative energy inside you know, people like yourself that will take chance so oh, the hell with that i want something you know i want mm-hmm. something that you know that really it's going to do something to me you mm-hmm. know even if it's bad or whatever and then when you when you come around to finding it because that like uh, in the bible what was it uh simon uh, or peter was a tax collector he was a horrible guy mm-hmm. you know and the guy that wrote uh, uh, Amazing Grace, he was a slave ship captain mm-hmm. who made a living carrying black people stuffed in the, in the sole of a ship. But mm-hmm. when he saw the light, he wrote a, a song called Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the excitement of, of, of who we are. Yep. Because because we're explorers, we're going to go into those dark places. And if we live to tell and tell, then it's our job is to 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 help help yep. help people that want help. Yep, that's the key. Yep. If someone says that's what God does, yep. if, if if you don't need God, then He don't need you. Yep. But when you need God, He's there. Yep, and that's Absolutely. as simple as that. And that's what I found. Yeah, that's it. Well, listen, let's let's stay in touch. Um, hey, I want to uh, again, uh, Tommy Chong. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate this. Um, I, you know, I I appreciate you uh, because one of the things that I find you have such a great mind. I like your mind. My wife and I were actually talking about it. You know, she's just like, I love Tommy Chong and the way you know the way you think. You're you have a you you're humble. You know, also yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've done, you know, I know a lot of different people in the, in the entertainment industry. They're not quite as humble, you know, they're much <laughs> more. And I, and I really, I really like that about you. And, and, uh, and I like your, your thinking and the way you think, and you're about love. Totally. 
totally. I've, I've been given so many blessings that, that the only thing I can do now is give them back, you know. And you know what? One of the, the, the what, before I started into comedy, you know, I was a musician mm-hmm. and I was the kind of musician. I never said two words, never had to. I just played my music and I was a backup musician. So I wasn't a lead, I wasn't in front, I never had the ego. I was backup, and 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 I when you're when you're playing in the back, you can see what's going on in front, you know. And if your job isn't to be solo, then you can make the soloist even better, mm-hmm. doing doing what you do. And so that's always been my 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 thing. And I never t- started talking until I had to, and that was when I started acting. And and because uh, I I started an improv group in a strip club. Hmm. And I, with the actress I had, but when the actor quit, he didn't want to do the job. I, a buddy of mine, I, I asked him to do it. And he said, well, I'll do it if you do it. Hmm. And so I, I said, I, you know, they called my bluff. And so I had to go on stage, yeah. but I found out I, I not only loved it and was good at it, but look what it's brought me. It brought me everything. But again, the secret is I use the God template, um, uh, yep. you know. The, the, I, I I I ask, I'd like find my phone, God. Uh, okay, take me to the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yep. I'm ready. Yep. Hey, I want to anyway, point something out real quick at the top of my okay. thing. If you see, I found a quote from Tommy Chong. The, the thing about Cheech and Chong is is we've brought more families together than Doctor Phil. <laughs> love the quote <laughs> and uh and so again so thank, <laughs> thank everybody that for is- tuning in keep getting high as I always say but let's do it clean i'll see you next time thanks okay